This is a Therapy for Dads podcast. I'm your host. My name is Travis. I'm a therapist, a dad, a husband. Here at Therapy for Dads, we're reclaiming the narrative of fatherhood, one story at a time. You can follow the journey on Instagram at Therapy for Dads and our website, www.therapyfordads.com. Welcome. So for those of you watching or listening, uh, I had to go and tuck my youngest son in again. He was moving. So welcome to <laughs> being a dad and doing a video podcast in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> Kelly could understand, I think. Yeah, I actually just heard my wife walking down the stairs with my son. So I think he's going to pop in any moment now. All right. So, so yeah, <laughs> the reality is welcome. You know, that's why, uh, not to say your podcast, but hey, Kelly, you run a podcast called Welcome to Fatherhood. Yes, yes, I do. Part of how we met was through Instagram and finding each other. And actually, I was a guest on your show. So if you're listening, please, everyone, go subscribe and listen to Welcome to Fatherhood podcast you could find on Apple, iTunes. Basically, wherever podcasts are available, yeah. Yeah, it's a great podcast, everybody. Seriously, go listen to it. Kelly's a great host. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so yeah. I, I have the pleasure of having you on this one now. Yeah. So we kind of trade off. So where I'd like to go now, Kel, is tell me kind of how you became a father. Tell me that that journey of becoming a father. Yeah, so my wife and I, we've been married for uh, three years. We just celebrated our three-year anniversary on May 31st. You know, it still feels surreal that... I'm married to her because we've known each other basically our whole lives and the likelihood of us ending up together, even though the story sets up for it was really not likely at all. So the fact that we're, we're together is like, man, are we really married to each other? So it's been pretty cool. So when we found out that she was pregnant the first time, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, we're, you know, we're doing this. So, but mm-hmm. I should say. Was that a plan? Was that like a plan trying to get? Yeah. Yeah. Because we knew that we always wanted to have children. That was never a question. Mm-hmm. I got married when I was, oh man, how, how old am I now? I'm 36. So I was, I got married when I was 33. I knew that I didn't have the luxury. I didn't give myself the luxury to wait five years or so before starting to have right. uh, children. Right. Hi. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, come on in. Someone is joining us. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Hi. Hey. Oh. Can you say hello? Remember that guy? Good morning. Remember that guy? Remember Travis? Good morning. Can you say daddy? Boop. Okay. He's only going to say boo. A wawa. A wawa. That's water. Uh, can you say ball? Boop. There. There's ball. Uh, can you say cat? Boop. Okay. Up. Boop. Down. Boop. Up. Don't smack the mic. All right, buddy. I love you. Mm-hmm. Have a good day, okay? I'll see you soon. Bye for daddy. Mm-hmm. Thank you for visiting. Make sure you come next time. Those are sweet moments, right? They are sweet moments. It, there's mm-hmm. nothing like waking up and seeing how his face lights up when he sees my wife and when he sees me in the morning. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what is happening when I see that face, everything 
He neutralizes everything, right? So just seeing his face every morning sets me up to be able to have a really good day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. regardless of what that is, it just sets me up to have a really good day. I could not agree more with you. Same feeling here. You know, I get to see my son or one of them, both of them wake up. It's just that excitement to see you in the morning, even if it's been a rough day, a rough night. It's an emotional, mental de-stressor in that moment of just like, okay. Yeah, you know, it's all right. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. I can reset. So where was I before? So we were talking about becoming a dad and being married. Thirty three, didn't have time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we wanted to have children right away. We've always heard, you know, if it doesn't happen right away, it's okay because mm-hmm. usually the first one doesn't stick. We had spoken about that a little bit when when we spoke on my podcast, and I said words matter. Words matter a lot. Obviously, I had no framework for understanding or for appreciating what that means or didn't mean. Long story short, our first pregnancy was not viable. Mm. And my wife took that very hard. I Mm. was kind of expecting that to happen because I had the words in my ear, you know, don't be surprised if it doesn't stick. Mm. So it didn't catch me by surprise, if you will. But I still wanted to show support to my wife. And, you know, it, sure. it was, it was hard because we were expecting, I mean, when she first told me I ran around the room, you know, excited. She bought me a onesie that says, congrats, wow. you're going to be a, a dad. Mm-hmm. And so I was, mm-hmm. I was genuinely excited, but there was still that part that was like, not going to, it's not going to stick. We found out. And then uh, she waited, I think several weeks after mm-hmm. went to get checked up and we were told it was not a viable pregnancy. The second time she got pregnant, the excitement was tempered a little bit because of the first one, you know? Yeah. But we were mm-hmm. still we were still excited, but now we were cautious. Cautiously excited. Yeah, cautiously excited. Yeah. You know, yeah. we had put the onesie away that she had gotten me the first time. So the second mm-hmm. time I was like, let me put the onesie back out. I used to sleep uh, with it under my pillow. So I'm like, let me do that again, you know, just to, to kind of give myself that, that excitement. This second time I was like, okay, if the first one doesn't stick, oh, you best believe this one. Oh, this one is going to be it. I, mm. I mean, I psyched myself up inside, yeah. but outside yeah. I was being, I was being very cautious. Cautious meaning how did that manifest when you were cautious? Was it like stoicism? Was no, it- no, not necessarily stoicism, but more so of allowing myself to be excited, but not to be jumping up and down like, woo, we're yeah. going to have the second one. Yeah. You know, it was more that's like the, that's a temper that you said earlier, that temper. Yeah. Kind of- yeah. You know, we spoke about it as if we were expecting because we were expecting that to be the case, but we were also like, but let's just wait and see. Yeah. We were yeah. both on the same page when it came to mm-hmm. that. But on the inside, dude, I'm like, I'm planning, mm-hmm. I'm having my baby girl. We already had name picked out mm-hmm. and, you know, the whole nine. And so I started having yeah. a series of really vivid dreams where I saw myself holding a baby oh, wow. and, mm-hmm. you know, it was a baby girl. And this one dream, I woke up from it feeling like I was about to burst into tears because in the dream, the doctor handed me my baby girl and I saw her face and I looked into her eyes and my heart like melted on the inside. Wow. And so I wake up from wow. the dream and I literally have mm. tears about to come out mm. of my eyes. And I was like, oh, this is the one. Yeah. This is the one. And then we go mm. back to the hospital to get it checked. 
my wife's doctor was not in town. And so her colleague was subbing in for her. We sat in the office and he came and he was very matter of fact. And he was just like, sorry to tell you, but the pregnancy is not viable. And, you know, everything else was muffled. Hmm. And so after he I finished, like the, I think it was like Charlie Brown. Yeah, the Charlie Brown. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah. Because hmm. now I'm sitting next to my wife who is going through this again. This time I'm going through it too because my excitement on the inside has to now really die on the inside. I can't say anything to her or to anybody. I'll never forget, man, walking out of his office, we passed uh, the nurse's station. Someone who I think came, this came from a good place, but not knowing the news that we just received, said Mm -hmm. to us, oh, congratulations. Have a good day. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Words matter, whether Mm -hmm. or not they're coming from a good place, but also understanding setting and understanding Mm -hmm. people who come to this place. It's a 50-50, right? It could be congratulations for sure, or it could be, I'm so sorry. But if you're not there in the room before saying anything, it will kind of just say something neutral, you know, get home safe. Yeah. And so the second pregnancy, the second child that you are this excited about because you're in a way anticipating the first two, which is a horrible way to think or yeah. say, but in a way anticipating yeah. the first one's not going to stick. Yeah. And that was in your mind. So this time it's like, okay, so you get this excitement more and, and then you hear it. It's the Charlie Brown effect and you walk out and you're kind of can't say anything because you're trying to support your wife. You get home and what happened next? So, I mean, we get home and my wife just shuts down, you know, Mm -hmm. she shuts down. I shut down. I had to go to work uh, Mm -hmm. that day. And, you know, the setting that I work in is not conducive or was not conducive to how I was feeling and what I was feeling. And so Mm -hmm. I told my supervisor, I need to go home. This is what just happened. Mm -hmm. I got sent home to just be with my wife Mm -hmm. because I couldn't stomach being at work while she was right. home um, yeah, because she had taken that day off. That was one of the, the lowest points of our marriage, feeling helpless, not being able to, to comfort my wife, not being able to like hugging her or touching her felt like I would be violating her body in some way. Undoubtedly, the thoughts of, you know, is it me? Is it because of things that I used to do back in the mm. days? Am I paying for that? Um, you know, I'm a person of faith and I started having all of these questions, you know, mm. uh, is God punishing me? Mm. Um, is, you know, I'm just, you, you yeah. can't imagine. Mine is, mine is going. Yeah, mine is going, dude. Yeah trying to find an answer of like something to, which I think is natural for us to do. We want to find a reason. Yeah. Even if it's ourselves yeah. and even that self blame is like, okay, at least that I know and, yeah. and, and feeling helpless too. So then you're even more so trying to find something and am I, am I being God punishing me for my past sins is what I'm yeah. kind of hearing. That yeah. 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 Is this the punishment that I deserve then and now getting it and helplessness and how do I come for my wife and I, I can't, or I feel like, I, I feel like I can't, or I don't know how, yep. cause I don't want to, violate her and I'm wrestling and God, that sounds like I have just a heavy, difficult, helpless 
confusing day. Yeah, no, it was. And not being able to talk about it because mm. I'm a talker. So not surprising. Well, you're, a verbal I have a podcast. <laughs> you're a verbal processor, right? Yeah. And, and so you couldn't talk to her because she needed, she needed her space to deal with right. that on the inside. Me being a talker is the inverse of who I was when we first started this conversation. I was talking about how everything I kept inside, right? Like that right. notebook, I wouldn't let anybody mm -hmm. touch or even read. Right. Things changed. Right. Whereas now I need to process by talking to someone, you know, mm -hmm. I don't want to keep my, my thoughts in, I don't want to keep my feelings right. in, I need to express those feelings, mm -hmm. but I couldn't with her and I couldn't with anybody else because we didn't tell anyone that we were expecting. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have an outlet per se. So kind of isolation alone. Very isolated, very isolated. Yeah. And mm -hmm. feeling guilty in some way that I had such high expectations for this second one while yeah. pretending to be tampered with my wife. And what happened next? Well, obviously, uh, so then we went on vacay. A couple friends of ours were getting married in the Dominican Republic and they invited us. We went to the wedding. We had a great mm -hmm. time. We came back and after coming back, we found out that she was expecting again. Okay. And so this third time, you know, we both looked at each other. Mm -hmm. We both saw that look of fear on our mm -hmm. faces, but then we were like, okay, obviously we're trying. So mm -hmm. this is good for now. I mean, let's just keep it as controlled as possible, as level-headed as possible. Let's not set right. any expectations. Mm -hmm. Let's just wait to go to, to the doctor to get it confirmed. When we come out of that, we'll figure out what to do next. Hmm. I know my son yeah. is going to hear this someday. We hmm. were definitely not jumping up and down when we found out that hmm. she was pregnant. So, and you can understand why, you know what I mean? Right. Already lost to one way we survive, right? Is that kind of emotional separation a bit of, okay, well, yes, we love, we love a child. And at the same time, we've already gone through two losses and, so even sounds like even more tempered, more cautious, more reserved. Let's just wait. Let's take this slow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now that I'm talking about this dude, it just feels like were we insane for just wanting to keep trying and trying and trying? Like, hmm. you know what I mean? We wanted a child so bad. It, it just felt like we were hmm. trying to force the issue. And I'm not saying that's the reason why we experienced the first two or I'm, I'm just questioning now right. that I'm listening to myself talk about it. In spite of how difficult those first two were, mm -hmm. we still wanted to put ourselves in a position where we could potentially experience that same pain mm -hmm. for a third time. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's that's I don't even know what the, the right word is that I'm trying to say here, but it, it's it's really hitting me right now. What What's hitting you right now? Just that we would make that decision again. Put ourselves through that. To put ourselves through that, right. I mean, obviously we are elated because my son came out and healthy, beautiful baby boy, you know, yeah. just turned a year old yeah. and our lives has- Congratulations. Oh man, thank you. Yeah. yeah he, he is something yeah. else, you know, and our lives has, have never been the same ever since. Yeah. Really just thinking about the risk benefit uh, factor like we really yeah. put ourselves in that situation again 
And we really yeah. want to put ourselves in that situation again for a second one, you know? Right. And it's it's nuts, yeah. man. It really is. Yeah. And your boy's almost a year. When's the year? No, he's, he's already a year. He turned oh, a year on oh, the 26th right. of May. Yeah. At what point in this, in that pregnancy, did you allow, or if at all, the guard to drop? Soon as we came out of the doctor's office and okay. the pregnancy How far was along confirmed, was I think she was about 12 weeks or so okay. yeah and that was when what emotions came out yeah was it yeah kind of was it all the sadness the tears the, no was so there, like, it was, was it was still very it was still very contained like we were happy we hugged each other we were like okay so this is this is happening mm. the emotions really came out during the anatomy scan we got pregnant so she got pregnant and then pandemic hit mm. you know couldn't go to any of the appointments she had right. you know virtual appointments and phone calls and what have you. But for mm. the anatomy scan, they allowed me to go with her. And here mm. I am in that room and she's getting scanned and everything is measuring out fine. When he was, when they were checking for his genitals and mm. I saw the image, I mean, mm. I just jumped up and down. I was like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> that's my boy. <laughs> you know like that's when that wave of emotions came out and then the second time during that scan was he he moved his head backwards Mm. and oh my god dude that that was such a beautiful moment because Mm. this thing that i'm watching on the screen is actually has life in it and he's moving and and that's my kid, yeah. you know, that's our kid. And so, so yeah, that was, that was amazing. To this day, I don't remember how I got to work that day. I mean, I was so happy. Yeah. 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 yeah what a, what a switch. Was there any, in that moment, was there any small voice or a fear or doubt at all? None. Or after that, or was it kind of gone? Dude, nothing, nothing. So anatomy scan was just such a, it shifted everything. It shifted for you guys. absolutely everything. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. everything. Okay. It was mm-hmm. like, no, he's alive. He is growing. Mm-hmm. He is measuring, according to what we're being told, everything great. There is no way, shape, or form that we're not yeah. going to have this kid. So all those fears and doubts, like it hit all the boxes of really redoing the narrative of your first two. Yes. Right? Of the different yeah. Yeah. markers you had to hit. And it's like, okay, he's checked this box, this yeah. box, this box. Yeah. I'm picturing you in that room of just, just the joy of, uh, and were, were you, was she able to be excited too in that moment? Yeah, looking she, at her? yeah she was, she was. And the, I don't know what, what do you call the person who, who does the, the ultrasound? Is it a sonographer? Is it? I'm going to say ultrasound tech, but that's not right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sonographer, you're probably right. The person who does the, Scan. The person who does the scan, she was wonderful. Medical professional. Yeah, the medical professional person who does the scan. Uh, she was wonderful. She printed us out uh, pictures uh, to give mm-hmm. us. After she left and she was like, the doctor is going to come in to talk to you guys to see if you have any questions and answer any of your questions. And so, mm-hmm. you know, my wife is sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm we're both looking at, at the pictures. Mm-hmm. We just looked at each other and it was this is, this is us. This is happening, yeah. you know? And yeah, yeah it was beautiful, yeah. man. It was beautiful. And I've gotten to see your son twice now, but hearing it makes me excited even more so Yeah, to, to be able to meet your son, even virtually meet him yeah. he's in Philly. <laughs> but even more so to just to hear that, that journey that you went and, and your wife that you both went through and, and 
to get to this beautiful, wonderful moment. This oh, this is our son. And let me ask you this: What was it like to first hold him? Do you remember what that was like? Do I, my dude? Yeah, man. I, I'm sure you do. It's, yeah. a, it's a question. <laughs> what was that moment like for you to hold your son for the first time? Travis, to be honest with you, at that moment, mm. everything for me changed. Mm. I mean, all the chips fell into perfect placement. He he came via C-section and okay. the doctor held him up, snapped a couple of pictures. Mm. I'm sitting next to my wife and I'm telling her how amazing she is. And mm. then the nurse says, which they are, which yeah, all women 100%. amazing to give birth. <laughs> it doesn't matter how they give birth. They're all amazing. 100%. Yeah. I hear the nurse say, dad, get over here. So I go over and he is wailing. I mean, mm. he is wailing. I had been talking to him when he was in the belly. And mm. so I just got really close to him and I said, mm. hey, buddy, hey, mm. it's me, daddy. <laughs> yeah. And he stopped crying immediately. Oh, wow. And his eyes were closed and he had his his hand, his paws, like trying to pluck his eye out or something like that. And he removed his hands and he kind of picked up his head a little bit and started oh. angling his ear to try to find where that voice was coming from. Oh, man. And I'm like, I'm he right knew here. You. I'm right here. And yeah. I gave him my finger and he held on to my finger and he did oh, not man. cry the rest of the time. Dude, that oh, I mean, what, what emotions hit you there, man? What? Oh man, man, I, I'm fighting back tears right now. I can see it on you, man. Just, I just see pure joy and elation. Oh and my god, man! The epitome of what joy is. It's like that. You, that's what I'm seeing, man. That that was that was special. That was so special, you know. And I started singing Never to him that. and. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh my goodness. I, I, I don't think I have the words to really, yeah. to really describe what that moment was like. You know, it, it was life-changing, absolutely yeah. life-changing. I mean, mm. I've never felt love so sincere, so intense, so mm. genuine for mm. someone who I'm just meeting, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm watching myself yeah. and my wife yeah fused together in this beautiful little creature yeah. who responds immediately to my voice. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, earlier I started by saying someone told me that I didn't matter and I was a clown mm. and I was a monkey and all of that stuff. This little kid, I mean, just mm. completely, if there was any residue of that stuff, think about a home renovation where you gut everything down to the, to the bones and then that's yeah. what he did for me. Oh my God. That's amazing. I, I just, I love that image too. From the bottom up, renovated it. What's going on, buddy? Can you say, can you say hi? Hi. Hi. Can you say morning. Can you say morning? Morning. Morning to you too. <laughs> this is Eli. Hi, Eli. This is my youngest, who will be two in about a month. In about a month. July 21st. Yeah, so almost there. July 21st. The youngest, he's the, usually the first waker up or yeah. the family at 617. So is it me, Travis, or does it feel like whenever we're talking for my podcast or your podcast, this happens? <laughs> this, this does happen. 
this is we are which is great right on the reality of fatherhood and being a parent yeah it's fun i would like to ask is thinking of that season and i'm so glad to hear that it ended with just your beautiful son that the story didn't end and it's still not over i'm wondering if you look back if you were to give wisdom back to yourself what do you think you needed to hear during that very difficult, you know, season of the of the losses. What wisdom would you give? And and the reason why I ask that is because I know there's dads out there that are going, have gone, or have yet to go through a season of that difficulty. And it's and just to kind of give that wisdom away to those fathers and men that haven't faced it yet, or are in the middle of it, or that have gone through and can relate and might bring some maybe healing to them. I'm wondering what wisdom. What would you give? What would you need to say? to yourself or to men in general and fathers? Before I answer the question directly, I also mm-hmm. want to say that, like you said, the story is still going and it it, it hasn't uh, mm-hmm. punctuated. My wife and I experienced yet a third miscarriage, mm-hmm. which, you know, it doesn't get any easier no matter how often you go through it. So that's, that's the first point mm-hmm. that I want to make. Just because... We went through it once and then twice and now three times doesn't mean that we ought to be used to it. That's not Mm -hmm. something that anyone ought to get used to. I think that's powerful coming from you, right? It's not something to get used to. So to answer the question, I work in a setting where there are times that I speak with parents who are going through really difficult moments. More specifically, I'm meeting them when they're having to say goodbye to their little ones Mm. or something really tragic has happened and Mm. they're not sure where it's going to go. Oftentimes when I see moms and dads, so interestingly, prior to becoming a dad, I would often Mm. focus more on mom rather than dad. Mm Now that mm-hmm. I became a parent, I'm able to to care for both of them equally. Mm-hmm. So what I often find myself telling moms and dads in those really tragic moments is you're both grieving for the same reason and yeah. both of your griefs are valid. One's grief, mom's grief is not more valid than dad's, nor vice mm-hmm. versa. Allow yourselves to grieve in the ways that you grieve while also being respectful of how the other one grieves and giving each other space to grieve how you grieve. Just because one might be more expressive than the other doesn't mean that it's not affecting you in very similar ways. And so that would be something that if I could talk with myself several years ago, I would remind Mm. myself of that. And Mm. if I can talk to a future version of me who may go through that again, I would remind. Mm. And talking Mm. to anyone now who is going through it, have Mm. gone through it, or will go Mm. through it to keep in mind. Yeah. I thanks for sharing that, man. That's coming from a place of understanding the the pain, the loss, the hurt, the anger, and and to give that wisdom away. And I appreciate your vulnerability in sharing that. People grieve differently, but nonetheless, no matter how you grieve, you're grieving and going through it, it may look different and that's okay. And to have respect and understanding it's, you know, for one another too. Yeah. Trying to see that if someone's more verbal than the other, it doesn't mean that they're more hurt. 
grieving less or hurt or less hurt. It's just different personalities, different people grieve differently and are going through it. So, I mean, that's, I think that, and I think, you know, if all your dads just take that wisdom from Kel and Kelly, just from a man who experienced that. And I know we don't have time today for the pod. We got to come to a close, but I know you went also through another, a loss not too long ago that was really difficult. So, um, and we got to talk a little bit about that on your podcast. And um, so there's my son. If you heard that, he's staring at me at the end of the table, smiling. So this conversation has been so rich. And I just thank you for sharing a bit of your childhood and your a little bit of your upbringing, kind of the, the, the different parts of you and influences and overcoming a very, really negatively abusive voice in your head yeah. and overcoming that and, and shifting. And then the story of your journey of becoming a dad and the losses, you kept going and have a beautiful son and be able to give this wisdom away to other men and, and even to yourself in a way to remind yourself of, oh yeah, like it's okay. And you know, it's okay to grieve. And uh, so I appreciate this conversation. And so I'm going to have Eli close us out. Yeah. <laughs> Can you say bye? Bye. Can you say thank you? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thank you, Kelly. Hey, thank you. Have a great rest of your day, man. Have a good morning. And we'll talk soon. Definitely have you on again. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to share my story. Thank you. Absolutely. And I hope it helps other men and fathers out there. It's a powerful story. So thank you. Thanks for joining and listening today. Please leave a comment and review the show. Dads are tough, but not tough enough to do this fatherhood thing alone.